Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Andrew Bowles. I'm the Senior Minister of St Mark's. And we're going to be thinking together about Proverbs, which we've just heard from, both in the Bible reading and in the uh, book that I read my boys. Uh, I think that was an interesting and resonant uh, cartoon to look at, particularly for those of us who've spent the last couple of months in isolation working on our garden a bit more and probably thinking about the same sort of issues that uh, those two sheep were working on while they were doing that. So we're continuing today as we've heard our series on the messages of Proverbs and just to bring you up to date of course we've been seeing Proverbs as the way of wisdom and thinking about what that means and so we've seen throughout this book that wisdom as Proverbs teaches us is a way of life that seeks to know the best way to live through observation of the world around us, through listening to wise words from other people, and through faith in God and his wisdom and providence. And a wise life, Proverbs teaches, Proverbs teaches us, it's one that's lived in relationship with other people, in relationship with God, and in awareness of ourselves in the way that we interact with life. And a wise life is in tune, particularly with the reality of the universe, the wisdom of God, and his purposes for the world. And Proverbs would teach that this way of wisdom leads to a life that is successful, is productive, is satisfying to us, and is characterized by what we could call goodness in all its ways. And so today we're looking at a number of sayings, a few more of the sayings of the wise that we find in this chapter in Proverbs. And they're essentially just a series of loosely connected thoughts, sort of like bumper sticker thoughts for the day things to chew on, wisdom about life that these people want to share. And I think the theme that I see uh, going through this particular passage in Proverbs is the idea that it's important for us not to take the easy way in life, but instead to do the hard things that need to be done for the long-term benefit of ourselves and other people. And so Proverbs is encouraging us to think not about what is immediately rewarding, but what in the long term will lead to a wise and happy life. And so not to take shortcuts or attempt to give in to the immediate temptations uh, that come our way to profit from other people's misfortunes as well. And so the first thing that we're encouraged to do is not to have partiality in judgment. And when we make decisions about matters that are important to people, to weigh what is true and what is just, not what is beneficial to us. So that's why we're encouraged not to make decisions in favour of wealthy, evil people, even though, of course, they may reward us for that in the short term. But that short-term benefit, the proverb says, will lead to a long-term curse, that people will not be happy with us, our name will not be honoured, people will uh, not have good relationships with us, our community will be degraded. If this is the way that everyone lives, we're not going to end up in a good place in the long run. So that shortcut will actually lead to long-term devastation in our community. And so the question that it asks us just today is to think about, well, how do I make decisions? How do I make decisions about who to favour, uh, who uh, to listen to? In, at home, at work, when I've got some responsibility for other people? Am I listening and making decisions in favour of people because of what they can do for me rather than what is just and what is right? And so it is a challenge, again, just to think about what is the long-term benefit for us. So that's the first thing it talks about, uh, something that I think most of us can agree with, but it's obviously harder to do in practice than it might be just to talk about, to make right decisions for the right reasons. The second thing we're encouraged in Proverbs is to think about is to speak in the right way that will have good long-term consequences, particularly 
how to be honest and truthful in the way we speak to other people. The verse that says an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. It's not just saying that an honest answer is a nice thing to have. It's almost like it's saying that an honest answer is a simple, a simple one. It seals our lips like a kiss would. Nothing more needs to be said. We can rest in an honest way of speaking and trust that in the long run it will lead to what is right, truthfulness. So to be truthful in testimony about other people, not spreading lies or rumours about them, not attempting to use your words to get short-term gain for yourself, but saying what is true, what is honest, and trusting that wisdom shows that in the long run that will be the best for you and for other people. And so there's an encouragement here. Again, don't take the easy way. Don't take shortcuts. In the long run, justice and honesty, though they may be hard, will build up our community and ourselves. And so the encouragement, I think, again, is to keep an eye on our decisions and our words, to see are they aimed towards the good of everyone, not just ourselves in the short term. And wisdom says in the long run this will benefit us and everyone else. These are the sayings of the wise. The third thing that I see in this passage is a reflection on the matter of discipline and forethought in our plans and projects. Again, that doing the difficult thing now in the beginning will lead to long-term benefit for us, not taking shortcuts. So we've seen, of course, verse 27, put your outdoor work in order first, build your garden first, plant your garden first uh, before you build your home. And the, this is not a aesthetic or you know preference for particular types of <laughs> gardens or anything. It's really talking about, as we saw, doing things first that are going to build our capacity, build our wealth, build our resources before we think of satisfying our own personal comfort and desires. So the outdoor work that they're talking about the garden is not just like an ornamental garden, um, which many of us might think about. It's actually your farm, your land. It's the, the, the estate that you're working to provide for yourself, for your family and your community. And so saying, do that first and get that right before you start building this home that will be a place of comfort and a place where you can be glorified. Uh, look after those things that you need to first and that will build into the future. Don't short circuit the building of a prosperous life and trying to get ahead of yourself by doing that. Take the time to earn what you need before you can spend it. And I think that's a real word of wisdom to us today. If, if we think about our own temptation to shortcut this process, we are a consumer society and we often use credit cards and other loans to buy things that we don't necessarily uh, haven't earned yet or we haven't necessarily worked for yet to get ahead of that, to build our home before we um, build our garden. And that, as we know, in the long run, if many, many people do, it leads to financial catastrophes, something like the great um, financial crisis uh, last decade, uh, which was based largely on too many people buying houses that they couldn't afford. So get your, get your affairs in order before you uh, take what you want, I think that proverb is saying. And then there's an illustration of this in verses 30 to 34. It talks about the life of a sluggard, someone who doesn't think for the future, but only for today. I enjoy the character of the sluggard who comes up a couple of times in Proverbs. There's a great uh, reference in uh, chapter 26, I think verse 13, where it says, a sluggard says, I'm not going to get out of bed because you never know there might be a lion running about in the streets. So um, the sluggard is someone who just won't do what needs to be done because they prefer to rest today and to take it easy. Now we all need rest. But the sluggard is someone who avoids the daily work that needs to be done. 
and takes the comfort that they need for that day. But over the long run, as this passage says, it leads to things falling apart and accumulation of undone tasks, unmet needs. It builds up and leads to devastation and to ruin. So shortcuts are not good in the long run. And so overall, I think Proverbs is encouraging us today to be an honest person, to build up our community, to be responsible, to uh, not take shortcuts, and to actually have a wise life, which is one that looks forward to the future and what will benefit everyone. And those are wise words, I think we can agree. Again, hard to put into practice at times, but wise nonetheless. I'd like us to think now, though, about what the New Testament might, might say about this, particularly what Jesus and his wisdom says about these particular topics, because I think they are taken up. But actually, Jesus would turn this conversation towards uh, the longer term, even, more spiritual side of this question, and ask us to think about uh, not taking shortcuts, not just in our external circumstances, in our work, and our homes, but also in our internal life, our whole life before God and our heart, and the principles of wisdom and uh, practice that are going to lead us to being a responsible member of the kingdom of God and looking forward to that future and what our part will be in that. So Jesus talks about building our home in this manner on the, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5 to 7. And in chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So again, he's talking here about building a house, not about what order you build it in, but about what you build it on. And that in the short term, it is easy to build your house, the house of your life, on things that aren't going to last. But Jesus has built on the rock, which are his were his words of wisdom and his way. And so if we look back throughout the Sermon on the Mount that precedes this, we can see the wisdom that Jesus is encouraging people to live. And it is wisdom that thinks in the long term rather than what is immediately gratifying to us. So we're encouraged to be humble and to embrace at times poverty for the sake of the kingdom to be people who are gentle and reconcile with others, who love our enemies, who are gentle to those and pray for those who hurt us, who give to the needy when they need it, who have a spiritual life that is humble, that doesn't flaunt itself before others, but actually relies more on God's approval in our inner place, to store up treasures in heaven rather than here, not to judge and to seek God's kingdom and before any wealth and success that we might have. So in many ways, that's a similar word to Proverbs that we've just read. Think about the long-term results that you want from your life. But again, in other ways, it's a deeper word than Proverbs because it asks us more than just forethought and personal discipline in preparing the outer circumstances of our life, but also a willingness to give up some of those things some of the success we have achieved in order to truly build a life that will last in the long run based on God's kingdom. And so that is another dimension of the good life and the wise life, but it is beyond the conventional wisdom of Proverbs. Um, it certainly builds on it, but Jesus is offering another window to a wise life as well. We do need to build on the life we have, of course. We can't give away our life 
until we've built it, until we have it. But once we have built this life on a solid foundation, the kingdom of God asks us to think about what we're doing with it. And so Jesus offers us another chance to put this principle of not taking the shortcut into practice in this dimension of the spiritual life and asking, what are we building? And are we perhaps sluggards in a spiritual sense, a little, a little rest, a little folding of the hands, not paying attention to our need to connect with God and to, and to be uh, growing more in holiness and seeing our lives then fall into ruin in the way the sluggards vineyard did. Jesus said this is a hard word, it is a challenge for us to pay attention to this long-term perspective and it's one that uh, many of us don't find. In Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 to 14, part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. So that's our word for today. A wise word, a difficult one, but encouraging, I think, in the long run, that we shouldn't take the easy road. As Christians or in our wider life, it is truly wise to seek what is really good in the long run and to pursue that with all our hearts. I'm going to encourage you now to take some time to have a discussion with those around you or to reflect on some questions for yourself uh, now or throughout the week. In a moment, they'll just come up on the screen. Uh, you can pause that and then go on with the service when you're ready. Thank you. As we conclude our time of discussion today and think about what uh, God is calling us to do, we're going to enter into a time of prayer now.